Hanging out in a mo with general practitioner Dr. Nogukanya Kanyile, and she's going to be explaining to us lifestyle induced illnesses. And all that matters right now is that we have uh, Dr. Nogukanya Kanyile on the line. Dr. Nogukanya, welcome to the bridge on Metro FM. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Fantastic. Great, thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> Lovely to hear your energy. So pleasant. Absolutely. Yes, pleasant. Thank you so much. It's a great day. It's an absolutely fantastic day. Let's get this thing started. Let's explain mm. to our listeners and to us, obviously, that are in seek, um, well, in, in, in need of an education. Mm-hmm. What are lifestyle induced illnesses? All right. So lifestyle induced illnesses aren't necessarily a, a clearly defined group. More mm-hmm. commonly in the healthcare community, we know them as non-communicable diseases. So those are diseases that are obtained that you cannot get by an infectious agent such as the flu, etc. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those, according to the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, they can be categorized into four main groups, which include cardiovascular diseases such as hypertension, strokes, heart attacks. Mm-hmm. The second group being cancers. The third one being chronic respiratory diseases, so things like COPD, asthma, emphysema, etc. And then the fourth large group is diabetes. Um, while a lifestyle disease in its definition isn't HIV and sexually transmitted infections, mm. this is also associated with lifestyle and behavioral habits mm. that people mm. um, participate in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doctor, I was reading an article earlier on and they mentioned, um, you know, overuse of alcohol and also abuse of uh, mm. uh, drugs and, so and drugs and things like that. And also obesity, mm. which falls under, mm. um, what do you call it? Um, you know, uh, anorexia nervosa and all those yes. things. Do mm-hmm. those also fall under that? So those necessarily don't are not diseases in themselves. They are what are called modifiable lifestyle risk factors that mm. contribute to these diseases. Modifiable. And if you look at the just, just sorry, repeat that again. Modifiable lifestyle risk risk factors. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. So modifiable implying that there are things that you can do in your own life that you can change to prevent or reduce the chance of you getting these non-communicable diseases. So the four main groups include, as you correctly said, obesity and overweight. Interestingly, in South Africa, we have the highest incidence of um, obesity in the sub-Saharan section. Mm. So women are sitting at 70% and men at 35%. So that is the biggest problem that we're having at the moment. How do we curb this? Sorry to interrupt you. Um, When we're speaking particularly about obesity, how do we Mm. curb it when we are living in a society where we're speaking against um, the the, the image um, that's put out by print media of what beauty is, right? And then at the same time, in the same breath, we're trying to celebrate um, full-figured women and Mm. women that aren't, you know, your model-size women. So where do we draw the line there where obesity is concerned? When is it unhealthy? So the most important thing is that different population groups live in South Africa, and because of that, we have different body types. Mm, So mm. you have the African woman who is full of figures, who does have a different fat distribution to, for example, a Caucasian woman. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, obesity is defined when your abdominal circumference, which is the waist circumference, the the diameter around your belly button, Mm -hmm. when that in a female is more than 102 centimeters and in a male is more than 88 centimeters, then you 
you are then qualified as having abdominal obesity. And that is the fact that puts you at risk. Mm. When your hips are bigger than your waist. So in the case of girls who are what they call team thick, you know, when they've got big hips and they are very curvaceous, when their abdominal circumference goes higher than 102, that's when we start saying that it's not thick anymore. It's now starting towards fat. Mm-hmm. So women need to understand that and media needs to understand and portray that message across because mm-hmm. you may be curvaceous and your body may look beautiful, but you're not necessarily healthy. healthy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Really interesting. Just going back also, um, how treatable are these lifestyle um, illnesses? Yeah, these illnesses actually. So interestingly, when you when we speak about things like hypertension and diabetes, it's very important to look at different factors. So not just genetic factors. So if you have a first degree family member that's previously had this condition, it increases your chance of getting them. But there are things that you can do at home that you can um, minimize your chance. So the first thing in the um, in our system when we try to treat these conditions is to give people a three-month trial of lifestyle modification. That includes increasing your physical activity to at least 150 minutes a week, mm. which means if you take about 30 minutes of moderate exercise um, spread over five days, moderate exercise could be anything that includes the walk, um, it could be a run, mm-hmm. it could be anything that increases your heart rate because we want your heart to be able to pump up the blood around your body. Mm -hmm. The second thing you can do is reducing the amount of intake that you have of salt and sugar. Mm -hmm. So what we usually say is, you know, you know, the spices are, hey, I'm Nandi, you know, you just Mm -hmm. want to add aromat and 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 (laughs) So what we always advise is that we say to people, instead of adding extra salt onto your food, when you cook, just cook with enough spices and cook flavorful food so that you don't feel the need to add extra on top once mm. it's done. Season. So we're not don't saying cook with up. more salt. We're yeah. saying just try to use more or different types of things that yeah. it makes the food more flavorful. Now, mm. to the, third what, can, yeah. mm. Go for it. the third thing you can do is that you can increase your intake of water and fourthly decrease your um, <sighs> alcohol consumption. Water. Mm. So the, for, struggle, um, the struggle with yeah, water. So the struggle. One drink Listen, a day. Leave us and the alcohol now. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're, you're messing on very sensitive turf there come on play nice with other children so champagne for, is a so, real thing I mean it's not all doom and gloom yeah one glass a day of wine or one pot of a strong spirit mm-hmm. is the recommended you know the, the, the recommended amount a day for an oh. adult female mm-hmm. and for males they're the lucky ones they can take two I have day, high testosterone levels I'll take two <laughs> 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 so now to what extent is cancer a lifestyle illness so cancer is a lifestyle illness because in your body when you have increased levels of obesity mm-hmm. you know, that obesity around your body can um, can act itself as a hormone and predispose you to to cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's a lifestyle illness because things like tobacco use, which predispose you to lung cancer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things like obesity, which predispose you to breast and ovarian cancer as oh, well. Wow. And then also um, your sexual practices. So using, um, uh, having intercourse without a condom or multiple sexual partners, um, you having unprotected sex with multiple sexual partners can predispose you to sexually transmitted infections, mm-hmm. HIV, and human papillomavirus, which increases the chance of cervical cancer mm, in females. Mm, mm, so if mm. you look at just simple things like not smoking, making sure that you increase your energy, your activity levels every week, 
Mm. And then as well as having protected sex and um, being monogamous in your relationship, Mm -hmm. you can already see those are three huge risk factors that will reduce your chance of not just cancer, but hypertension, Mm. diabetes, and and, um, other lifestyle illnesses. Doctor, before we let you go, I mean, earlier on we were speaking about obesity, but I just want to know the stats, if you have, how common is, um, you know, eating disorders and, you know, bulimia and anorexia uh, around black women? Because we have this misconception that, you know, it's we, a white people's, it's a disease. White people's a, a disease. Yes. So, so I don't actually have actual numbers, and I can always research that and get back to you on that. That'd be but great. with regards mm. to you, you're correct. It is more common in uh, the Caucasian population than it is in the African population because of the body image and the stereotypes surrounding that. You find in the African population, you find more uh, obesity and um, patients being overweight. Um, whereas in the Caucasian population, you'll find them more towards um, anorexia and nervosa sure. and bulimia nervosa as well. Yes. Oh, Is okay. chronic uh, fatigue a lifestyle illness mm. or not? Sorry, I, I didn't catch that. Is chronic fatigue a lifestyle illness or not? So it's not defined as a lifestyle illness. However, if you if you look at the effect of a uh, um, a non-healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. it can cause fatigue in that an overweight person will predispose themselves to things like heart failure, mm-hmm. which in itself mm-hmm. can cause fatigue. It mm-hmm. can make your energy levels go down, mm-hmm. especially because you you have a lot of stress hormones going around your body. And the fact that you are unable to meet the metabolic demands of your body, uh, your body's so busy trying to keep itself alive that it doesn't have time to keep give you any energy. So in itself, no, but there is, it is one of the complications of having um, a poor lifestyle. Thank you mm. so much for your time and thank you so much for the insight and sharing all this um, information with us. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you very much, Doctor. Thank you so much for having me and have a fantastic day, everybody. And you, you too. too. You too. That is General Practitioner Dr. Nogu Kanya Kanyile and she was explaining lifestyle-induced illnesses.